boom, coming in hot on a Friday, Chichi. How we doing, my man? Doing good, man. A lot of excitement going on. First of all, you're still in town. You're hanging out, partying in the yeah. in the NYC this weekend, huh? Dude, Sarah's driving up with my daughters, Carly and Jillian. We're going to go into the city for the weekend. We're doing, uh, my daughters love Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. So uh, they've read all those books, bro. My, my daughter all Carly read like seven books, eight books. When she was like 10. You see how thick those books are? Yeah, I'm like, they're, oh, they they're must legit. be big They're not. Dude. They're like, <laughs> it's legit. That's like, awesome. adults would have trouble grinding through that. So they're all excited about, you know, we're going to the Broadway, Broadway show. It's like Harry Potter and the Cursed Child or something. I've read about that. That's getting like crazy sick reviews and stuff. It's like yeah. interactive. They yeah, fly right. around. I think they fly around in there on their little oh, uh, do they really? Let's go. Don't quote me on that, well, but I think they do. Dude, one thing that's pissing me off, though, I went through StubHub to get the tickets, and they're like, the, the third party will be sending you the tickets today. I'm like, all right. It's noon on the day before the show. I haven't got yeah, the tickets yet. Yeah, you get stressed. I, just stub- I get it. Dude, I tried to StubHub. I tried to email StubHub. It bounces back, says, you know, I'm a jag off for doing it, for emailing them. Right. I'm like, what, can't we call somebody nowadays? Like, where the no. hell? You can't, can't call anybody. anybody. You can't call call anybody. There's some things, especially with the tech stuff we do here for this show. If I, you know, I'm doing some sort of editing, whatever. I, if I want to talk to somebody, you send an email and you hope in three weeks they're gonna. Yeah, Bill Burr was just talking about this on his podcast, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah." You send an email and they put it into the go f yourself folder for three weeks. <laughs> it's so funny. He was just talking about this exact same thing on his show yesterday, but it's true, okay. man. Just pick up the. Nobody can talk to you on a phone anymore. Dude, Especially I just want to talk to somebody. And then if you if you do call it somebody overseas, it's like doesn't know, they have you know no maybe idea. the language. Or, or, they don't understand yeah. my pitch. They don't understand my Yinzer accent. They're like, this guy's Yinzer. They don't know what, they yes. don't know what Yinz yeah. means. And yeah. I'm like, I can't get across to what the hell I want to say. Uh, so... I just want my four tickets to Harry Potter, dude. Put them in the StubHub app. What do you mean there's a third party? And the, the fees for StubHub, bro. Oh, forget it. I, the t- they're almost as much as the tickets. Yes, yes, it's ridiculous, unbelievable. These bastards. So ridiculous. And we still do it though. That's the problem. We still we still do it. <laughs> yeah, what a joke. Yeah, anyway. exactly. It's like it's like it's like the pirate fans. You know, everyone's like, yeah, don't go to the game. Uh, no, you know, uh, pirates. We can't stand uh, ownership. Isn't that? They still go to the game. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what it is. All right. Well, on a lighter note. Couldn't have had a better opening day. Again, baseball right. is consistently doing great right now. Dude, I was at the network yesterday doing opening day. Incredible day. Went on with Rome, Jim Rome at noon. Then went on with Amsterdam Police Act late to do all the games. Aaron Judge, first at bat after the MVP season. Big sign back. Nine years, 360. Logan Webb on the, on the mound. Nasty. Bam. Judge goes deep. Dead so- center. <laughs> Yankee Stadium almost comes down. I mean, and when you go back to WBC, Otani Trout, and then opening day, Judge goes deep. I think baseball, man, watch out. Manfred, that front office, the social media, the way they're starting to attack, you know, they're, they're getting it right. They're starting to get it right. You know, the games are – dude, that game was like two and a half hours. Jared yep, Cole and I, Logan yo, Webb right. and Logan Webb were punching tickets at an epic rate. The 30, yeah. I think it was 32 or 33 punch outs. It was a opening day MLB record. Yeah, when know? some and when some guys still, on when some guys on bo- in both lineups only gets three total at bats, you know a game flew flew by. Flew by. Yeah, and hey, flew how about by. Volpe? How about Volpe comes in 
most intense experience of his life. And he sat there three, two draws a walk and then steals a bag. Very impressive. Bro, dude, and, man. Uh, and turned a couple nice double plays. Yep. Uh, bro. Uh, he's, he's going to stick around. Yeah. A long time. Yeah. So let's keep going. Let's stay with Shohei. Cause he's the other, like, you know, super duper star. We're going to be talking about them. MVP MVP for the whole year. He comes in, of course, pitches his ass off. Of course, dry, does stuff at the plate. Amazing catch by Hunter Renfro in that game. Like, one of the, uh, dude, one I was going to say that. that I, if you haven't seen that catch by Hunter Renfro, some everyone Google it. Do something. Do something. Hunter Renfro, the ball is hit to Hunter Renfro right in Oakland. He goes running back to his left. Turns out the ball is over his right shoulder. At the last second, he turns back, puts his glove up. No look. He's looking at the wall. Ball's still in the air, and he catches the the ball with his glove back yeah. this way. It was incredible. I'm watching it on loop right now. He literally, it's almost though like he knew, he knew where his gloves should go. That was unbelievable. Here's my problem. You can't lose an Otani start. You can't. Dude. Angels, you can't lose his starts. Get another bat, do something. You have to win when he pitches. I'm you really do. bummed okay. that they lost that game, 2-1. Hey, shout out though to, you know, I mean, the other team was still on the field too, but... You just can't yeah, lose. So good. Yeah. Mark Kotze, love, love Kotze, manager. Yep. You know, the A's are going to fight. I agree, bro. And I think everyone agrees with you, Chance. Like, come on. First off, Shohei Mania is legit. We all are, all of us are on it. And we were doing a, a, a Shohei Cam last night. Oh, Tony yeah. Cam. Anytime he, anytime he was on the field, we'd, 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 we'd on MLB Network, we'd bop into whatever we were doing, go right to the cam. And like, that's cool. You know, he's like throwing the ball against the wall and stuff. But they have to win his starts. And I just want the Angels to get to the postseason, please. This yes. year, with Otani last year, Trout, two of the greatest players ever on the same team all these years, haven't made the postseason. Uh, that really upsets me. That uh, really upsets me. All right. Then we got some guys that went five for five. Okay. Great line. Sarah Langs always has great stats. Springer and Rushman. Dude. First time yeah. since at least 1901 that multiple players have recorded a five-hit opening day game. That's a fun stat. Wow. Dude, that's incredible. That's awesome. That's awesome. Dude, Rutschman is legit. You think? That guy, well, first off, he hit a bullet for his first at-bat, middle in, home run. And then his other at-bats, I think the other four hits he had were other way, but like two strikes down and away, shoots one down the third base line. You know, next time, two strikes again, line drive to left. Hit a 3-0 pitch that he ended up going to left. Too. But, dude, the reason the Orioles, he's the Buster Posey of this generation. I, I, that's I like that. Said. Adley Rutschman is the Buster Posey of this generation. But Posey came in 2010, bam, they went on that run. They won four championships. His rookie year, he made a difference. Adley Rushman, when he got called up last year with the Orioles, that's when they made the, – the, the, their numbers were unbelievable when he took over. He's such a leader. He's a switch hitter. That's why he was number one overall. You know, you go back to that draft, Bobby Witt Jr. was the second pick, and people were like, how was Witt Jr. Right. not one? Who's this Adley Rushman guy? Like, no, this kid is – bat-to-ball skills are incredible. Yeah. His leadership – his arm as a catcher. So, dude, there's a lot of great sophomores in, in, in Major League Baseball right now, brother. I love that. All right, I got one more. This is for a hardcore hitter like yourself. <clears throat> Neil Cruz turns on Hunter Green's 101 and takes him deep last night. What is dude, that? Go ahead. Bro, talk about getting on top of the ball. First off, I've been in the Pirate dugout when O'Neill Cruz, I met him last year at the end of the year. He's a monster. He's like the Loch Ness monster of baseball. <laughs> yeah, he is huge. <laughs> the Loch Ness like six, monster. 6'7", 6'8", dude, with like gangly, and he just like, and just a 
really nice guy. He's like, Super hey, nice. The oh. nicest kid in the world. You know why? When you're that Dude, big, no. you can't. Who would fight you if you're that big? You should be nice. Nobody. 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 He's enormous. Wow. Dude, yeah, that's cool. Dude, and he has stupid bat speed. He took that, what was it, 101, you said? 101. 101. 101. 101. Up, up in the zone, too. He got, uh-huh. he got on top of it. Too. On a full count, too, when, you know, you could strike out there. Oh, dude, ridiculous. he hit it halfway up the bleachers and right. Yeah, that Cincinnati. was a little, and and so, quickly it went out quickly. It went out probably like faster that. than it, dude, than it came in. Exactly. Um, let's let's keep going with the, the, the storyline today. I got one for you. <clears throat> this is what we're saying. David Robertson comes in, and closes out a game for the Mets. Calm down, Mets fans, a little. Although, sorry, Mets fans are are. This town, bro, is losing its shit over the Verlander thing yesterday. That was very quirky. I think they were just like, we can't, we, we just can't, we can't keep this as close as we can till game time so Mets fans don't have three days to talk about this. They are going, like, it's over. Season's over. Waste of money on everybody. That's how, that's how like, this, the, the city of Queens is, is operating right now. So calm down, Mets fans, for a little while, I think. Well... Not that it's a great thing that Maryland is hurt. No, no, but no, but no, but you know, listen, when you when you see Terrius Major, I tore my Terrius minor and had to have surgery. You know, when you see Terrius Major on a pitcher, you go, uh oh. Mm. Tristan McKenzie has the same injury. He's out eight to ten weeks. Yeesh. And he's 22, 23 years old. Verlander's 40. Yeah, good point. You know, I mean, yeah, like, your so, joints don't feel as good at 40. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. So who knows? You know how long that's going to be. Anytime you're talking shoulder in that area, that makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, man, they weathered the storm last year. But the only thing about the Mets this year that you know, there's a couple guys in that rotation last year that maybe we overlooked because when Scherzer went down and Degrom was down for a lot of the time, who took over those innings? Chris Bassett, Taiwan Walker. Mm-hmm. Taiwan Walker's is now in Philly. Chris Bassett's in Toronto. You know, so they're gonna they're really gonna need the you know the back of that rotation. And Jose Quintana's out too. Mm-hmm. So not only Verlander, Quintana's out too. So yeah. they're you know they need Scherzer to stay healthy. Brandon Nimmo drove in three runs yesterday. That's a yeah. big was a big thing. They needed good news, and opening day they got it. They won the game. They had, they needed what they had to they did what they had to do. You know? Dude, dude, you know who one of my favorite players is in the game to watch hit is uh, Jeff McNeil. He he's oh. at bats. I, I think it was Ronnie Darling said it on a broadcast. And it was a great point. He's like, I just love the intensity with which he attacks every pitch, man. And you saw it at the WBC because he wasn't starting that much. And, like, he get in there. That dude just grinds. When you say Nimmo, they, they, have a, they have a good lineup there. They have a good team, man. Lindor. 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 Oh, dude, Lindor turned a double play yesterday. That was like, because we were watching the Yankee game. You know, I go, Volpe's coming up. He's, oh, he's going to be really great. He's blah, blah. And Lindor made this one-handed grab and a flip with the glove behind him to turn two. And, and Jess was like, we have the better shortstop. And I was like, all right, calm, calm down. Give the kid a few years. But they're both. Yeah, yeah. Like, what happens in that household, Chase? I don't know if we've ever had that conversation. You no, we root for. No, I. Look, happy is, wife. Is, happy is wife. Happy. The Yankee the, fan too? She roots for the Yankees when I'm rooting for the Yankees. If it's Yankees Mets, frankly speaking, we both boot for the Mets because, like I said, happy wife, happy life. I'd rather her go home happy from it, uh, from the game than, than me. You know, when I was a kid, you, you root differently. I'm rooting for a happy marriage. So when it's and, – and I've always liked the Mets too. Like, uh, who do we have? Oh, Pete Corielli when he was on. He was, grew up on Long Island. It was so much easier to go to Mets games as a kid on Long Island. 
So you always Dude, root for him. What? What are you laughing? His story. His story was so great. Where he's like, "Whoa, of course we're going to the Mets game. Yeah. Why are we not going down to Bronx, Dad? What do you say? I want my battery to still be in the car when I get out of the game." His dad would go, "Here, have your Reggie Jackson bar. We're going to the Mets game." <laughs> Man, that guy was great. If you haven't listened to that, listen to that one, please. It's a good show. Please, yeah. please. If there's one show you ever listen to, if you don't listen to us, one show, go tell your friends and yourself. Go listen to Pete Corey. Yeah, great feedback on that from fans too. Hey, I got two things Marcus Stroman did yesterday. First of all, he pitched like freaking Pedro Martinez, and he is now in your record books. Like you get your record books is first ever hit in parks and stuff. Yeah. First ever pitch clock violation. Exciting, exciting stuff. That was exciting. <laughs> it was exciting. It was exciting. I, well, there was a couple. A couple happened. Listen, a couple observations of yesterday. Oh, let's go. As a hitter. You know, we were always, you're always taught as a hitter, hey, listen, if you want to hit well, stay up the middle. You know this, Ginge. Line drives up the middle. Well, nowadays with the shift, that line drive up the middle has been an out. The, the, the mm. ground ball up the middle has been an out. It's been a joke, right? Dude, I saw more balls hit up the middle yesterday than I think I, think I did all last year. First up, that's my one observation. That's a great second observation. Observa- second observation, um, the shift there was a lot of balls hitting that four hole yesterday. You know, even going back to the Blue Jays Cardinals in the ninth, Kiermaier, there's a guy on first, Kiermaier hits a chopper in the hole, good old first to third, like it used to be. And the Blue, you know, Vlad Guerrero gets a sack fly, win the game. So, like, a lot more balls hitting the hole. So the shift worked, but the balls up the middle, man, there was more balls hit up, hit up the middle hard, um, which was great. So, and the pitch clock, too. Did you see the Mets game with Alonzo and McNeil? Yes. You see that? Yes. Alonzo, yeah. I think McNeil took the pitch or swung a miss mm-hmm. or, or fouled it off. Fouled it off, I think. Alonzo walked back to first base. And as he was walking back, McNeil was like, hey, yeah, that's so cool. That's so awesome. And then they're like, violation. It's great. Violation. Hey, man, you're yeah. gonna le- they're going to learn. The athletes are creatures of habit. When you get put, when you get forced into a habit, you got to do it, and they're going to do it. That's why they're good athletes. That's why professional athletes. Right. Now, you know, yeah. isn't it a little quirky right now? You're going to have a lot of people, you know, old school cranky people are not going to like this. There's some things I still don't like. Don't know if I like or not. But the one thing I will say, we, we've mentioned this before, and they've done this before. Joe Torre was great at it when they screwed up the rule. They made the rule with the transfer play at second base, and for the first week of the season that year, it didn't work. So they just changed the rule. They just made it better. Oh, we didn't realize it was this or that. I think we are in a semi-decent place with the players' union and with ownership right now, where they where they will pass things to make it right for baseball. That's kind of what you're seeing here. Like, it was not easy discussions to make these rules. It really wasn't. It, it could have caused a lot of problems, more strife between you know the league and the players. But I think everybody's just on board, make the game great, and it's it's moving right now. Between you got the momentum. Yeah. The momentum from, like you said, the WBC, and then you just realize when you turn the TV on yesterday how many really cool stars there are. Not even just, not even just big stars. Not even just the greatest baseball players, but they're just cool. Aaron Judge is cool. We mentioned Lindor. Yeah. Lindor is cool. Otani is like, like you said on uh, Jim Rome the other day. He's a you, you're watching a unicorn. He's a unicorn. He's a unicorn. Yeah, yeah. and and all we're these kids. Yeah, like uh, the Blue Jays, man. Those kids are only turning 25, 26 years old right now, and they're great. Like, they're good players. Like, and I, Dude, I tell you what, the couple of the moves the Blue Jays made showed up yesterday. Uh, uh, Dalton Varsho, he, dude, that lefty they got in the lineup, they got him in a trade, you know, for the Diamondbacks. He rakes. I mean, that's a nice lefty in that lineup. Springer had five hits, I believe. Yep. Bichette had four. 
I mean, they came out the gates ripping. Vlad, they look good, man. They look really good. Although the, although the bullpen was a little shaky, Manoa was cruising and then hit the skids in the fourth or fifth. Mm-hmm. But just a great opening day, man. Great opening yeah. day. Nothing like it. I'll give you one more feel-good thing to end on for us. Dude, did you see Wainwright's yeah. national anthem? That was so great, dude. Unbelievable. So cool. What a great so dude, cool. man. I love him anyway. He's so cool. Dude, Another he's cool guy. Adam Wainwright. Adam Wainwright is one of the best dudes to ever, uh-huh. best human being, regardless of baseball, just an unbelievable human being, you know? Unbelievable. Dude, really quick, in, um, down in Haiti, my friend Brad Henderson um, started a bunch of different stuff down in Cap, Cap Haitian. Um, we've, we've, you know, we built an orphanage down there. Uh, we built a hospital. Uh, we've, we're building a job training facility right now. We built a church. Uh, and we also, also built an area where when people go down there called the Joshua House that you can stay in. And uh, Adam Wainwright and, and and his financial guy Don Christensen, wonderful, wonderful guys. Even Lance Berkman, I believe, was involved. Um, and also Scott Linebrink, Scott Linebrink, who we had on our who we yeah. had on our podcast, is the head of Water Mission. Right, dude. I, I'm not going to tell you how much, but I just want to let you know, Wainwright put in a whole water system down there, dude, for wow. the surrounding villages. Like, I mean, like thousands and thousands and thousands of people are affected. Like these people don't have. Can you imagine 2023 no. as a woman going out digging a hole to go to the bathroom? They didn't have ba- they don't have bathrooms now. What, what Wainwright and, the, and these guys put in? They got bathrooms. They got th- the water down there. They had the water system. It's probably cleaner than what we have on Long Island or here in you know Secaucus or whatever. So that's great. That's what that's what kind of guy Adam Wainwright is. So like, okay, he's one of the best pitchers of all time. He's close to Cooperstown, whatever. Greatest Cardinal. This guy's one of the greatest human beings going, man. He gets it, and I'll tell you what, he put a lot, a lot of money up to help a lot of people out there uh, in, in Cap Haitian. God bless him. That's great. That's so great. Yeah. When, when, yeah, uh, that great. When great players are great people, it's a, it's a great thing. Like Sean that Casey, really the mayor, the mayor. Hey, Holy hey, moly. Hey, like you, Holy crap. If you people are fans of Jim Rome, <laughs> I'm watching Casey on him yesterday, which was, you were phenomenal. The energy was great. They go to commercial, and I'm, like, doing something, whatever. I come back, and I, I hear Rome go, Sean Casey. And I'm like, wait, he's back? No, Sean Casey wasn't back. Jim Rome spoke for five minutes about Sean Casey as if, like, Mother Teresa has nothing on this guy. You know, Gandhi, forget it. That's how highly he Jim Rome thinks of Sean Casey. And I know you feel very similar about him, so I figured maybe before we go, you just yeah. talk about how much you like that guy as a guy. Dude, I've been with Romy for 25 years, 24 years since 1999. When I first got the big leagues, I go on his show, and then uh, you know for the last so many years, 10, 12 years, we've done the opening day, uh, you know, on 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 uh, on his on his um on his show. But dude, he's got a great podcast too that we talked about called the Reinvention Project. If there's a podcast anyone out there would ever want to listen to besides the mayor's office. Go check out Jim Rome's podcast called The Reinvention Project. He gets some really awesome guys in there, a lot of people that he's friends with, some unbelievable athletes to tell their stories, what's motivated them, what's made them great, what kind of grit they play with, you know, the accountability they have for themselves, all the stuff that sometimes we talk about on our show. It's a great, great listen, great podcast. Just had Eric Burns on, who that guy's a killer, good friend of mine, and uh, 
it's just really awesome. So I was very yeah. grateful. I love Jim Rome. He's been a been a dear friend for a long time. Oh well, and as a producer, I mean that dude's one of the best in in the history of the injury that I've seen with my own two eyes, man. Forget well, it. Be- best interview. Whoever's doing his research is incredible. It, 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 the questions that Jim Rome's asked. Nothing worse as an athlete when you go on people's shows and they have they'll throw you a curveball like, "Hey, what do you think of the Padres bullpen?" You're like, "All right, dude. Like, I'm on here for five minutes. Like, you should be putting it on a tee for me. I can put some bolts in the gap. <laughs> you can't be asking me that stuff." Jim Rome does his research. He came in hard again yesterday with videos that we had on our yeah. podcast and brought up some cool stories. And bam, here we go off and running with a great interview. He's the best in the business, dude. Him and Howard Stern, I think, give the best interviews. I, I contend the same thing. I think that's a great that's yeah. a great analogy there. I love it. Yep. All right. Well, good. Yep. We're hitting a weekend on a super big high, man. You got the girls yeah. coming in. Harry Potter's happening. What are you looking at? It looks like you're Go. trying to think of one other thing you wanted to say. Or you're just getting no, no, phone no, calls no, on I, your phone no, on good. the side. I just, I just did this right here. <laughs> I saw him like he's looking at something. I was trying to pick your nose, Chinch. Oh. <laughs> anyway, all right. Everybody, have just a phenomenal weekend. I'm glad you're going to be in town having fun with the girls and, and Sarah and everything. Yeah. And let's get after it, man. Yeah, man. Dude, have a great weekend. What are the Chinchaminos doing? Pool party? Uh, pool party? No, but I am, gonna, <laughs> I am actually cleaning up. I'm going to clean up. I'm kind of basically going to spring clean the yard and make sure... All the freaking boxes and crap I've thrown out there in the winter. There's just, you know, we're cleaned and ready to go. I'll pop that damn pool cover off and go skiing on it. Before I, I make that call prior to anybody on Long Island. I don't care. I'll put a full, fully wetsuit on, like you see in, in, the, in the, when they when they surf in like in Africa on a cold day. I'll be like that in my pool, just sitting there with a the, oh with a margarita. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so good alright brother man have a great weekend tell Jess I said hi and everybody out there listening thanks for tuning in we really appreciate it have an incredible weekend we'll see everybody next week see you buddy see you buddy